Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by ThatLeisureShop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome back again to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. I ask the silly questions. Matt, he's the expert. <laughs> you it's, do ask silly questions. I mean, that's my job. That's true. Yeah. All brought to you with ThatLeisureShop.com. Woohoo. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favourite podcast app and on YouTube uh, brought to you by our video producers arabasecreative.co.uk In this week's episode we're talking toilets again and yes Matt is slurping from the bog. What? (laughs) We also answer that question. What's the benefits of going green and organic in the toilet rather than use the standard chemicals? It's going to be very exciting. It's our favourite topic. (laughs) Don't ever make that noise again. (laughs) In the news this week, it's uh, welcome along to Hamza Yassin. He was uh, the winner of last year's Strictly. He's a broadcaster as well, does wildlife and nature and stuff like that. He's the new president of the camping and caravanning club yeah well done hamza brilliant i'll tell you what it'd be really interesting to see what he brings to the club and also to our industry at large it's going to be great well, well he, done hamza. he's younger he, that's true he's younger yeah but well done the camping and caravanning club as well um julia bradby of course was president for i think 10 years yep, she did. Uh, a long time uh, and she was amazing so uh, yeah a new chapter for the club so well done to all of the guys at the camping and caravanning club and she was the first female president of the club by the way she was yeah it's the Motorhome Matt podcast with me, Keith Gooden. And with me, Motorhome Matt. Uh, today, the product of the week is Solbio Organic Toilet Fluid. We love it. Yum, yum. It's served as an aperitif around Matt's house, which is why I'm never going around. I wash in it every morning. (laughs) Have you seen this stuff? So we've been a bit of a fan of this in the shop. uh, And I discovered this back at the NEC show, Motorhome Caravan show. I think it was back in October 22. And I put it to the test. I said, basically, it's totally harmless to animals, to people. So you could drink it and had a little slurp then. And he's had another little slurp. Don't do it. You could drink it, but... Yeah, it's horrible. For our newbies and people who don't know a lot about toilets, what exactly is it and what does it do? (laughs) So we typically poo and we into our cassette toilets in our motems and caravans and we use a chemical to rot it down into a liquid form that can then go into a toilet or into a septic tank on a campsite. And this stuff is unlike all the other chemical because it's completely biological. So it's totally harmless to the environment, totally harmless to animals, uh, and they say here, take the green road. Uh, and it's multi-purpose. What else can you use it for then? Uh, well, obviously washing myself in the bath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you can clean your toilet with it. You can clean your grey waste tank with it. And you can even clean your surfaces with it. Although there's no food standards thing on it, it has multiple purposes. There's 40 doses in a bag and it is incredible. It's completely harmless to the environment. Uh, And we uh, met up with John Morley, who's the guy that brings it into the UK. uh, And I asked him to tell us a little bit more about some of the attributes of this wonderful chemical we call Solbio. It is a toilet fluid that's completely natural and completely safe. If you go and pick up a packet of one of the other brands, you'll see on the back, harmful symbols, hazardous symbols, don't put this near your mouth, etc, etc. Solbio is a safe product and a natural product. I found this in Dusseldorf at trade show. Uh, There were some guys from Belgium 
selling this on a stand, a bit like one of these stands here at the NEC. Mm. And I thought, oh, I don't believe this. Herbs in a bag, you know, they're just trying to do good, but it's not going to work. But I took it back and I tried it and it works. And I gave it to other people who tried it and it works. And you've tried it. Yeah. And it works. So it works in the same way as the blue and the green chemical that we're used to in this industry isn't it and it's fair to say it's not very often that we see innovation around toilets uh, but this certainly is one of those isn't it but is it working exactly the same way as the blue chemical we can buy the output is the same so f- forgive me anyone if you're having your breakfast now um, but we're going to talk about toilets and so the aim of the, ke- the chem- chemical or the products in your toilet cassette is to break down all of the waste so yeah. it's a liquid and to stop it smelling if it does those two things we're all happy yeah but it does it in the opposite way to to the blue type products which kill all the bacteria and sort of chemically break down the waste uh, and cover the smell up that that is the aim of it uh, Solbio works the opposite way around so actually it doesn't have bacteria in the product but it uses the bacteria that you've already put in your toilet cassette it massively multiplies them and composts at really high speed so essentially you've got liquid compost so all Solbio has to do as, as a sort of smell is just co- cover up the smell of compost not cover up the smell of what you originally put in your toilet cassette yep. so it doesn't need to be overpowering it doesn't need to sm- make your whole uh, vehicle smell of hospitals which is often what you, what you get so it's the opposite way so it's a pro-bacterial system rather than an antibacterial yeah. system i was going to say it's pro-bacterial isn't it so you're right it turns it into liquid compost so exactly. technically and don't do this it could be poured on a lawn once it's treated you can say don't do it but plenty of our customers put it on their compost heap when they get back home yeah there's no danger of putting it down a normal toilet if it's on a septic tank it makes no difference uh, anywhere you put it, it it will be safe and the smell is notable as well, isn't it? It smells of essential oil. Yeah, so it's, it's pine oil and aloe is the smells that you get. So it's a, a, the word that gets used lots when we're at trade shows is homely. It smells more homely than mm-hmm. sanitary. Uh, and I think, especially if you're in a, com- a confined vehicle, that, that's, that's quite a nice thing. Yeah. Well, I love it and I am a big fan of it. And thank you for sponsoring us here at the Motorhome Map podcast. We do sell it at thatleisureshop.com. And you've brought some in some wine glasses, which looks very ominous. Uh, Are you going to make me do this? Uh, Of course I am, yeah. (laughs) This genuinely is toilet chemical. Are we going to do it together? (laughs) Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Right. Well, it's a, str- it's a strong taste. <laughs> would you, you wouldn't choose it over your Pinot Grigio, would you? <laughs> I've drunk worse. <laughs> but the that. thing is, that, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a gimmick, but the, the reality is if your kids get hold of it in your motorhome <laughs> um, and they drink it, they'll just smell nice. They'll probably be a bit upset with the it's taste. It's fine. <laughs> the point is, we can, it, we can ingest it, can't we? It's, it's totally harmless. We, we can. I think if you drink a lot of it, it's probably not going to do your stomach any good. <laughs> probably not. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's nice to have something safe. We've had 50 years in this country of selling blue chemicals, which mm. in many cases are carcinogenic, in almost all cases are a hazardous, harmful product. So we now we have something that's, that does the same job, but safe. Well, we are a big fan and it's an innovation in the toilet department. Yeah. Uh, plenty of reasons why people should be considering buying it environmentally safe and it makes your motorhome smell homely sounds yep. good to me when you first use Solbio there's a little process you've got to go through isn't there to prep your toilet cassette just explain that for us yeah there is so with the old style blue chemicals they're antibacterial they're trying to kill everything that is in your cassette 
Solbio is trying to promote bacterial growth. So if you're switching from one to the other, you need to make sure your cassette is completely clean. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have remnants of the old blue chemical, which is going to kill the bacteria that Solbio is trying to create. Right. So you need to fill it up with water, put a dose of Solbio in, shake it around, leave it for at least 24 hours, empty it out and flush it through a couple of times. Yep. And then you're essentially on a pro-bacterial system instead of an antibacterial system. Uh, and of course you can use Solbio in your grey water tank as well, um, using it for cleaning pipes. Well this is interesting, I've spoken to people that pour it down their sink traps and it cleans the sink, it cleans the grey water tank. And there's even, I know John and Tash at Life Beyond Bricks use it, um, they're regularly buying it from us and they clean their worktop surfaces with it as well, because it's almost food safe as well. Uh, it is. Uh, we, we don't have any food safe uh, certification. Like no. we have, we have organic certification. We have um, vegan certification. So it's a, t- a completely vegan product as well. You, you can use it in your grey water. is is a really common one because rather than trying to cover the smell, it is actually cleaning. It is taking out all the remnants of the bits yeah. of food from your roast dinner that have gone down the plug hole. The bacteria essentially eat it. We've got some great photos with toilet cassettes where actually if you cut one in half that was using it. I won't name the brands, but one of the, the blue traditional products. Yes. It looks like a sort of crystal blue cave inside the toilet cassette. If you use Solbio, it just looks like a new cassette. There, there isn't anything in it. Wow. There is nothing stuck on the side. Um, it just means your cassette will last longer as well. Yeah. And the same with your grey water tank. It will actually just clean it, so you're not having to constantly try to stop that smell coming up through the plug holes. Yeah. That was John Morley, UK distributor of Solbio. So uh, one question for you here, Matt. Why does it matter what we use in our toilets? Why well, change to that, this? I think we need to take responsibility for where our toilet waste goes. So once you finish with it, we pour it into a toilet. And we talked about this at length before, didn't we? Where it goes from that point on is out of our control. Uh, so if you put it into a septic tank, it's then taken somewhere, ends up in a sewage processing plant you would hope rather than poured on the fields into the toilet and then into the sewer where does it go after that rivers the sea (laughs) you can't say that out loud i can well it's true yeah it's Mm. true so i find this frankly very disturbing what this does is if that happens where our water boards are putting it in the rivers and the sea i know that this is not going to cause any harm to anything Uh, living, breathing, whatever. The other factor as well is a lot of the chemical you can buy, if you look at the back of it and read the ingredients, formaldehyde is still prevalent. Now, that is said to be carcinogenic. It's really bad for us. It's made by ants and it's used to preserve dead bodies as well. It's fantastic preserver. Well, what on earth are we doing coming into close contact with that? As John said in the interview back then, if your dog drinks out of your toilet cassette... You know, he puts his nose or her nose in, in the pan for a quick slurp. You know, that is going to harm them. It really is going to harm This won't. Solbio won't hurt them at all. So you need to break it down, don't you? The solids and the liquid. You break it down into what? What does it break it down to? Uh, it basically comes compost. So it just becomes a composted waste that you can actually pour on your compost heap. I mean, you could pour it on your roses. So this is more than just something that gets rid of the smell. Yeah, absolutely. And as John explains... 
it fast reacts the, the waste into a compost. Uh, and we had people complain at a show recently, they bought some and said, you know, we love it and we love the principle of how it works, but it, we just don't like the smell. It's not as smelly as the blue stuff that we used to use. And so our advice was, we'll just put one drop of essential oil in the toilet with it uh, and you'll find it will change and, and change your experience. So sure enough, the next day they came back to the stand and said, unbelievable, complete game changer. We had some essential oil, one drop, Fantastic. We're actually now happy to leave the toilet door open and enjoy the aroma. Great tip, that one, Matt. Thanks for that. So final question from me. Can you put this in an older camper van, in an older toilet? Of course you can, yeah. Yeah, as John explains, yeah, there's a process to go through to prep your toilet cassette. But any toilet cassette, camper van, caravan, motorhome can be used with it. Um, and as I say, multiple other uses as well. It's the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. It's brought to you with that leisureshop.com. We're back. It's back. It's back. We're back. The <laughs> Q&A, the questions and answers, uh, where you ask the questions and Matt, well, he gives the answers. It's your favourite bit, isn't it? It is my favourite bit. First of all, Brian has been in touch. It's difficult to know what is the correct price for some of these items. You see a, a 2012, 2014 with a dealer, and they could be about 24, 25, obviously, depending on the van. You then see the same ones for sale privately at about 9,000. I'm very, very wary of the scams which are around at the moment. So where do I find out? What site can I go to to say that this particular model of van with this particular specifications is normally valued between this and this? I don't believe some of them actually exist. You know, they seem to be the scam of other people's vans that somebody's taken a photograph of and you'll never get, never get to use them. But you'll lose your money. We prefer a dealer to some extent, but I want to know where can I get a good idea of the value of a van of a particular year, particular model. Thanks very much, Brian. I didn't say where you were from. Try and say where you're from. Not just you, Brian, but everybody <laughs> in the future. Brian's very wary of what he sees online. There's lots of different auction yeah. sites. Buyer beware, isn't it? Let's face it. Yep. He's uh, concerned that some things that he sees in dealers or for private sale are priced higher than you see on some of these online sites. He's a bit confused by that. But what he wants to really know is, you know, when you buy a, a car, the dealers, has the, they have the book price, don't they? I suppose he's asking, what's the book price for motorhomes is there is there such a thing and where can you access it so yeah your gut is going to tell you the truth here brian if it looks too good to be true it really is um the book you refer to is probably glasses guide which is what dealers for years used to use i mean i don't even know if it still exists but we used to use it here in our business it was a little tiny book and you'd, you'd leaf through and find the motorhome model the mileage the basic spec and there was the price these days I don't know many dealers even still using that, and maybe it's gone, but Auto Trader seems to be the main place where everybody lists motorhomes for sale. Uh, there's also a really great website called Caravan Finder, which is very tailored to motorhomes and caravans. And uh, Graham his team list all the different layouts and models, and you can search there by layout. And all I can suggest to you, Brian, because there isn't a place you can go to specifically find a model that's secondhand, is to use your own intu intuition and do some research. And if you find that the, the one you're looking for is typically between 40 and 45k, there's your benchmark. And if you see one for 21, 
it's probably a scam. We've been scammed recently, just this week actually. Uh, it's a lovely Adria Coral Supreme that we've got for sale and it's appeared on numerous adverts online. This motorhome is up for, I think, £70,000 and it's up for 33 somewhere else. So they've nicked your photograph, have they? They've used all the photos um, and I talked about, we have a whole podcast episode on this, don't we, of, yeah. of how to avoid scams. Uh, and again, we had a horse box that was kind of duped and, and someone was just trying to collect a deposit of £1,500 and they're away. That's all they want. You know, they're not expecting you to pay the full asking price. They just want your deposit. 500 quid, if they can do that, 100 times they're ahead, aren't they? You know, these people are absolutely awful what they're doing. So use your gut and do your research. If you're not sure, ring a dealer uh, and ask them to value the motorhome and the spec you want and get them to give you a ballpark figure of what they think it would be worth and that will give you a good starting point. And Brian did ask there, should he use a dealer? And I suppose the answer to that question is yes. Well, if you're worried about buying privately, then of course, yeah. And, and there are reasons to be uh, wary about buying from a dealer as well. So reviews are key and again, we have an episode on buying between buying privately and from a dealer and the pros and cons of both. Uh, so if, if it's a private purchase, then really you need to do your research. Go and check out that episode because there's some great tips in there as well. Thanks, Brian. Much appreciated that question. I mean, that, that's one that does concern a lot of people. And when you're talking about the large amounts of money, people's hard-earned or their retirement funds, it's, it's important. Ian and Deb Nichols are in Bristol. Hi, Matt. We're looking to sell our professionally built bespoke off-grid Mercedes Sprinter camper van to enable us to head back to Australia. We understand that this time of year might not be the best time to sell, but are looking at various options and would love some advice. They go on to say, do you know any good agents that would be interested? Ideally, we need them to recommend or provide storage so that we can move out to the van and head home. In other words, we'd like to sell the van remotely. Any guidance appreciated. Now, this one, Matt, uh, I must admit, it's brought back memories from when I was being uh, uh, brought up uh, a teenager in London. You go under the cut down at Waterloo and all the Australians and New Zealanders would just drive their combi vans there. Mm-hmm. And you, you could buy one on the spot for cash because they wanted <laughs> to go back home again. Or there's some just flown in and they want to buy one. And it was always down there oh. on the cut uh, between uh, Hungerford Bridge and Waterloo Bridge. What a great memory. Yeah, absolutely. Are they still doing it? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, combi vans now, the original VW ones, are Tens of thousands. I know, they can be very expensive. So in terms of advice, Ian and Deb, um, I would say lots of dealers will broker your van. Uh, You could sell it to them, obviously. Done deal. There is a, a model called brokerage. We do lots of this and we do exactly this. I would want to know a bit more about your van as it's not a factory-built conversion in the traditional motorhome or campervan sense, uh, which is what we favour here. But we would take it from you. uh, You would keep it insured. We would agree a fixed return price to you and then advertise it for a higher price, which we would discuss with you. Um, And we typically look to clear 8 or 10% when we're selling a motorhome under brokerage, so less than we would clear if we were buying it from you. So we would then take care of storing it because we're displaying it, and we would essentially take care of all the advertising uh, and people wanting to come and view it and so on. So it, you don't, don't say where you are in the country. They're, oh, they do. Bristol. They're in Bristol. Well, so are we. Let's have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We might be able to sell it for you. So um, go to motomeholidaycompany.com and you can see details of, of selling with us there and how it works. And if you think we're a good fit for you, great, get in touch or do some research. It might be you find a dealer that specialises in this type of vehicle uh, and they have others and therefore they're attracting customers that have an interest in your van. But just do some Googling and you'll find it. But brokerage is certainly, I would suggest, the way forward.
It's the Motorhome Matt podcast with me, Keith Gooden. And me, Motorhome Matt. It's brought to you with that leisureshop.com and we're midway through our question and answer section of this week's podcast. Kevin Dawson has been in touch about his fuel awning. Tula. Tula. <laughs> Who? Fuel. It's not fuel. <laughs> That's what you put in your car, isn't it, fuel? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you've got a lift. <laughs> Take it away, Kevin Dawson. Hi, Matt. We have a 2016 Better Car 496 with a Thule canopy. We've just purchased an Air Pro 260 camper porch awning, but the bead seems too large for the C-rail on the canopy. Uh, have you heard of this before, and can you help? He says fuel. He did. It's Tula. Come on, Kevin. Know your product. There's a lot of numbers in that question, wasn't there? <laughs> What's your answer? Yeah, I have seen that before because there are different sizes. So the, the bead on your Tula awning may well be 6mm, whereas the bead on your blow-up camper awning might be 8mm. So you can buy an adapter that reduces that. And there, I think there is an adapter now that's 4mm, 6mm and 8mm. So you've got every option available to you. We do sell them at thatleisureshop.com. Uh, you can find other resellers selling them as well. Uh, but basically it's the drive-away awning strip and you want one that goes from 6 to 8mm because I imagine that's what your Tula awning is, 6mm. John Nichols is in charge. He says, we caught some of your Ask the Experts at the NEC. And he loved them, by the way, Matt. Uh, we're looking to take a trip to Europe next year, visiting France, Holland and Luxembourg. We've had the same six kilogram gas cylinder in our van for over three years, which is still three quarters full. Would you consider it risky to travel with just one full six kilogram bottle? Is that OK for a two week trip? We're thinking about weight. I think if you made a six kilo gas bottle last three years, you'd probably be all right for two weeks. Uh, John did earlier say in his point, actually, that they are mainly cooking and heating on electric and they're always going on campsites with electric hookups. So um, I think, John, probably given how long it's lasted you for two weeks, you'll probably be fine. If it genuinely is three quarters full, how do you know it's three quarters full? Because the only way I've found to, to do that is either to weigh the bottle or use a gas stop valve, which has the gauge on. Um, so that would be a good purchase. You can genuinely see what pressure is left in the bottle. Is go and get yourself a gas stop valve at thatleisureshop.com. Quick plug. Uh, but yeah, I suspect you will be fine. Um, and considering weight, it's really sensible, particularly if you've got a limited payload uh, and you only want to take the one bottle. So, yeah, I think you'd be fine. The other option is you could take a camping gas bottle. You'd have to change the connector onto the bottle on your end of your pigtail because it's a different connection point. But they are, of course, much smaller. So that would give you a, a, a propane butane backup. Thanks very much for your question, John Nichols in charge. If somebody wants to ask you a question, Matt, what should they do? We would love it if you did, because I'm sure if you've got a question, uh, it doesn't matter how silly you think it is. I'm sure someone else is thinking the same or wants to ask the same. You can go to mhmp.info forward slash ask Matt. You can click the button and record it. Please tell us where in the country you are if you do that or fill out the form and ask your question and we can read it out. You can leave us a review at mhmp.info forward slash review. That's mhmp.info forward slash review. And if you like watching the podcast, you can do that on YouTube. But make sure you subscribe as well, which is brought to you and sponsored by aerobasecreative.co.uk. And remember, share this episode with a friend. Oh, we would love that. If you think you know someone who would find this useful, maybe entertaining. <laughs> Apparently we are a little bit. <laughs> I can juggle. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that dance again. Then please share it with a friend and they may thank you for doing just that. 
thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Oh,